All right, so you got the Christmas season coming up. You got the shirt. You got the pants. You got the shoes. Everything you need to uh, you know, to dress to impress. And what happens next? Well, you got to have, of course, something to keep your pants up. Because if you have the pants and then they just fall down to the ground, I mean, maybe you'll still be impressive. I don't know. I don't know your personal situation. But my guess is you want to keep your pants up. You can fix that with Grip6. Grip6 is a small company in Utah. They sell the greatest stuff. They sell in the United States, all over the world as well, but they source everything they make in uh, America. Their belts that they have are fantastic. You'll love them. They're minimalist. They're not jutting out of your shirt. They are really customizable and really cool. You can do laser-etched designs and logos and flags or whatever you want on the belt buckle to make it personal. And they have carbon fiber, so if you're traveling a lot, you don't have to worry about setting off the metal detectors at the airport. Uh, if that's not enough, they also have great socks and wallets and all sorts of cool gear. Go to grip6.com stew. There, you can use my code stew to save 15%. It's grip6.com slash stew. Do business with a company that doesn't hate your guts. It's grip6.com stew. Get 15% off today with the code stew. talking about the uh, Republican suppression of votes in Georgia that, that the Biden administration was battling about. Despite the fact that there was record turnout again in Georgia and the fact that their guy won. So she was asked about that. Well, what about what, what, what do you guys have to say about the suppression of votes and the Republicans keeping Democrats away from the polls? Well, there was a report on that. So I, I'm going to leave it with that report. Oh, my gosh. Good job. Good it's job. And she, brilliant. I guarantee, read that. Oh, yeah. Read it off a piece of paper. No doubt about it. Because she's incapable of speaking unless she's reading something. Wow. At least we know that she can read, which is more than yeah. half the other people, I could say, Very you true. Know, in, the, in the administration. She can read, but that is literally all she can do. Speaking of stupid people, though, we've got another one to tell you about here. Um, and... Uh, she may not have been making such accurate statements. Uh, Jennifer Lawrence will tell you what she had to say, whether whether or not what she had to say was true. Coming up in 60 seconds. Jason wrote in about his dog's experience with rough greens. He says, I can't believe the difference. Until recently, my dog slept 23 hours out of the day because of a thyroid problem. That was before we started tried giving her rough greens. Now she is the happy dance all the way to her bowl. I'm going to use that excuse for sleeping all day. Yeah, I got a thyroid problem. Yeah, I got to sleep. I like that. I got to sleep. 
And uh, unfortunately, d- rough greens made for that. dogs, so uh, no yeah. cure. Right. Rome's going to have to be in bed for the rest of the day. Uh, look, rough greens is not a dog food. It's a supplement that you put on, sprinkle on top of the dog food. It's developed by naturopathic Dr. Dennis Black, and you sprinkle it on the dog food, and your dog will love it. It's chock full of vitamins, minerals, probiotics, antioxidants. You name it. If it's healthy for your dog, it's probably in Rough Greens, and most dogs love it and will go crazy for it. I know my dogs do. Uh, the folks at Rough Greens are so confident that your dog is going to love it. They have a special deal for you. Go to roughgreens.com back, and they're going to give you your first trial bag free free all you have to do is pay for shipping go to roughgreens.com slash beck or call 833-GLEN-33 it's 833-G-L-E-N-N-33 or roughgreens.com slash beck give them a call today Pat and Stu for Glenn on the Glenn Beck program uh, actress Jennifer Lawrence <laughs> she says some stupid things yeah she's not uh, uh, the brightest bulb not not bright and you know incredibly progressive liberal uh, but this is a weird comment, uh, sort of demeaning all of the women who've done action movies that came before her. She just said, I remember when I was doing Hunger Games, nobody had ever put a woman in the lead of an action movie because it wouldn't work. Would not work. Never, no one not ever without thought her. about it. Yeah, no nobody, one had ever thought about it, I don't think. Until Jennifer Until Lawrence, Lawrence, of course, in 2012 with Hunger Games. We were told girls and boys can both identify with a male lead, but boys cannot identify with a female lead. Viola Davis, who's doing the interview of her, repl- replies, "Oh, absolutely." Mm, good, good, good pushback there. Yeah, on that one. Uh, yeah. You know. Oh, oh we, we do clip? have it. Yeah, All let's right. listen to it. Let's see that and hear it. I remember when I was doing Hunger Games, mm. nobody had ever put a woman in the mm-hmm. lead of an action movie yeah. mm-hmm. because it wouldn't work. We were told. What? What? Girls and boys can both identify with a male lead, but yeah. boys cannot identify with a female lead. Oh, absolutely. And it just oh, absolutely. makes me so happy <laughs> every single time makes I see so a happy. movie yeah. come out that just blows through every single one of those beliefs. Wow, yeah. That's just not, it might have been uh, a belief, but it was dumb. It wasn't true. <laughs> it's a bad belief. What does Angelina Jolie uh, think about this? I know. I'd like, like to know. There's a bunch of movies. Lots. Where she was the lead. Uh, one was Tomb Raider. Yeah. That came well before 2012. Another was um, uh, Mr. and Mrs. Smith. Yeah. I mean, that was a co, you know, more of a. It was a Brad Pitt and her yeah. kind of she was, co-starring thing. Yeah. But she was great dual in that. Leads, dual leads. Yeah. She was a badass in that. Yeah. I mean, she was at a bunch. I mean, Angelina Jolie has a ton of them. I mean, she's not the only one, obviously. Let's, but. let's try Sigourney Weaver. Perhaps in Aliens. Yeah. 1979. Is that before 2012 or? I don't know. We have to do the math on okay. it. Okay. Yeah. I think it might be. I think there's a chance. There's it a is. possibility it was before 2012. Uh, Mila Jov- Jovovich, uh, who starred in six Resident Evil movies since 2002. Our girl Kate Beckinsale <clears throat> has yeah. got to be on this list. Yes, she, she was does. in a bunch of action movies. Those vampire things. Yeah, right? I can't remember what the name of it was. Underworld. We should note that she doesn't know she's our girl, but she's kind of our girl. Oh, look at the way she looks at us. Yeah, she's you could see. If you're watching in the screen, you're like, gosh, yeah. this, wow. look at her she longing looked... eyes. She's looking at me and Pat. Uh-huh. That's just a thing. Um, yeah, looking at Angelina Jolie. <laughs> Laura Croft is obviously the Tomb Raider thing. Yep. She also had, um, where she was the lead, uh, let's see, Mr. and Mrs. Smith, mm-hmm. and what was this, Assault, which was an Assault? Assault? Which, not Assault, oh, yeah, but yeah, Salt. Yeah. Yes, yes, Salt. Mm-hmm. Yes, that's just, right. 
uh, that N- she was not in that. maybe her proudest moment, but it was uh, she definitely was a lead an, action of an action movie. movie. Yeah, Wanted. Oh yeah, which was That's, definitely an action movie. That I see she was that the all lead. the time on on Netflix. Yeah. I don't watch it, but I see. I it did pop watch up. it. That's the one where you, you could did? curve the bullets, right? Is it good? Oh yeah, yeah. You know, I kind of did like it. It was like it's fun. It was. A, it's a little bit of a remnant of that era where everyone was yeah. like, "What if we completely overproduce every scene?" <laughs> you know, <laughs> like, oh my gosh, we could do what? We could make bullets. Cu- what if every single scene has bullets curving? It was that type of movie. Yeah, but like yeah, in yeah. a way, it was so over the top that I really, I, I liked it. You know, I I, I thought it was, right. I thought it was solid. Right. I mean, it was it's a little <clears throat> ridiculous, but it was also solid. Uh, Uma Thurman. Oh my gosh! In yeah. Kill Bill. Kill Bill. Yeah. Uh, there was there was, according to the article, I don't I don't know this Nikita in 1990. Uh, that only predates uh, Jennifer Lawrence by let's see, uh, 22 years. Um, so I mean, Charlie's Angels. There's so oh many god, Charlie's Angels was three action movies. female leads. Yeah. Yeah, so many of them. I don't know where she got this or why she thinks she's the trailblazer here, but uh, we got news for you, Jen. It's, You're not. It seems like one of these things where <clears throat> Hollywood celebrities are so in their own heads thinking everything about their lives is the most important thing. Yep. And that's kind of, I think, what goes on here, right? Uh, I mean... It's embarrassing, though. Kate Beckinsale was Underworld, by the way, she was in. Uh-huh. That was a big one. Mm-hmm. And they made a bunch of them. You know, she could like, just How be... can we put Kate Beckinsale in leather pants? <laughs> Give her this role. I, and like, look, you know, that, I, this would be, I guess, part of the critique of Jennifer Lawrence, maybe. Mm. And some of these movies are, are maybe for older audiences. I mean, I don't know. Is there any argument that she could make? I think, I don't think so. I don't, no, I don't think so. Now, now look, are guys more <laughs> common in action movies? Yeah, of course. Sure. Because... Typically speaking, those that is the audience. I mean, you mm-hmm. know, boys typically. But I will say, I have to, when people ask, what, "What's your favorite?" Uh, I, I actually had that. I did an interview with a. This is a couple of years ago with a with a conservative um, uh, entertainment like website, and they were like, mm-hmm. "Well, what's your favorite genre of movies?" And they were just like, and I was like, "What's my favorite genre?" I just thought that was an interesting question. Like, but like, mm-hmm. you know, am I a horror guy? You know, I watch a horror movie here and there, but no. Action, not really. Here, this is what I came up with. These are my two favorite genres of movies. They're not full genres. Number one is dramatic retellings of relatively recent historical events. <laughs> <laughs> That's a popular genre a popular right genre. there. But it's like, yeah. you know. Um, <laughs> and uh, you came up with that on yes. the website? Yes. Okay. So it was, right. it was. Um, They're like, we're anything sorry we even lined this interview up. <laughs> it took me like 40. <laughs> Who lined 40. this up with Stuber Gear? There like 40 minutes to come up with that. But it's I think it's true. Like I'm trying like you go back to like anything from World War II on. Okay. Okay. Yep. Though when you take like an event, and yep. I, did, I we mentioned it earlier, Lord of War is a perfect example of that genre. Right. Where like it was a real guy. This is the guy that got traded for Brittany Griner in the in the the uh, <laughs> the swap that happened today. Yep. He was a an arms dealer. Nicolas Cage plays him. It tells his story about how he got into arms dealing and all this stuff. And it's not exactly you know, 100% accurate mm-hmm. when it comes to that telling. It's a somewhat fictionalized, but it's based, the based on a true story from relatively recent, like Captain Phillips, you know? Yeah. Uh, those types of movies I freaking love. I, I, I do too. They're just great, and I, I can too. watch basically any of them, mm-hmm. especially if they're based on a true story and pretty close to it. The other one, my other favorite genre of movies is uh, really hot actress kicking everybody's ass. <laughs> I... 
<laughs> I love those movies. They're just great. Huh. And like, uh-huh. you know, what was the one we talked Atomic Blonde was the one we talked about. Charlize quite a bit. Theron. Charlize Theron. Mm-hmm. I love that movie. She it's goes great. around. She kicks everybody's butt. She kills a bunch of people. She looks really good doing it. That's the entire movie. It's great. <laughs> It's it's my favorite genre it's of movie. It's hard to argue with that genre. It's great. Yeah. And it's like these women who weigh like 118 pounds just <laughs> yeah. killing like a 340 pound guy. And you don't yeah, think but they're highly trained. They're highly too. trained, highly so it trained. works, and I don't care. <laughs> and all of those movies I love. And when she said that, I was like, gosh, like not only is she wrong that they've never tried this, it's an entire genre <laughs> of movie, and it's my favorite genre of movie. <laughs> yep. Yep. And it predated Jennifer Lawrence by a lot. By a lot. By a lot. It's not a close call. No, it's really not. Now, Atomic Blonde was after Hunger Games, if, if I'm not It was. Mistaken. I think it was 2015. 2015. Yeah. Uh, by the way, <clears throat> there are plans of an Atomic Blonde 2. So I'm just oh, really? That there. That's, I've, I've, oh, my gosh. I'm not saying I've, I've looked, because I have <laughs> many times, because I want a sequel. I think my favorite genre right now is documentaries. I don't know what it is about doc. I can't oh, get yeah. enough of them yeah i don't even count that because that's i'm a huge documentary guy i've loved them forever i'll watch almost any documentary and netflix has about seven hundred and fourteen thousand of them <laughs> so many of them i mean i'm just scanning through the movies like you do on netflix and i thought david geffen has a documentary oh, i'm watching it. music and movie mogul david geffen gotta see that yeah and before I know it, I'm watching it. Bruce Lee. Oh, my gosh. There's something on Bruce Lee. Why don't I do a deep dive into his life, oh. which I've been on lately? Uh, a, a woman Huge. was killed in 1978 in suspicious circumstances, and we never solved it? <laughs> Wait, watch I've got to find out what happened to this person I never heard of. It's incredible. <laughs> true crime. Does, yeah. does a true crime stuff suck you in at all? It does. It does. Yeah, it does. I, I, like, I don't. When they come out with new stuff. I will be, I don't necessarily jump on the bandwagon right away, but the second, I'm three minutes into it, I'm locked in for the entire series. Oh, yeah. Like, I, I don't know what yeah, it is. Too. I've been to several of the uh, CrimeCon events. Do you know these things? CrimeCon? It, CrimeCon. It's a, it's a true crime convention. It's like the biggest true no. crime convention and in the United States. And you've gone to a convention oh, yeah. of it? They're awesome. Are you kidding uh, me? Yeah, yeah, they're really cool. Uh, they happen <laughs> once a year, I think. Uh, you know, Here? Around, in the DFW? The country. No, it's all around the country. Okay. And, um, and they're really, really cool. And they always have like the best... Like, they'll take whatever the big Netflix series is. They have, like, the lead attorney who is actually arguing the case. And they bring them in and they tell their whole story. They have the oh, presentation, the photos, the documents. They yeah. try to, like, solve the case. It's really, it's really interesting. And it's one mm. of those things. It's just a rabbit hole. Yeah. Because you start getting into the true crime stuff. There is endless content. It's all really good it's amazing how many murders have not been solved yes it's scary you would think it's only happened a couple of times about 80 percent of the murders that happen are yes. solved that's my impression if it, you look at yeah. netflix i believe we solve one percent of all murders <laughs> <laughs> even it's like it does look like that and the ones that we do solve we're always wrong on the poor mm-hmm. people are always impro- improperly imprisoned that's the netflix that, lesson we don't solve any murders and when we do solve them they're wrong <laughs> But that's another reason for another documentary. Yes! We do a documentary on the person who spent 35 years in prison wrongly accused. <laughs> I'm a sucker for that stuff. Too. I am too. <laughs> I love it. I, I, uh, I mean, you, and it, like some of the characters are so freaking crazy and some of the stories are so crazy. Oh. And they do what mm. Law and Order does to you where you, no matter what their pitch is, you sort of believe it. 
Mm-hmm. Like, it's really hard for me to be critical mm-hmm. when I'm watching those things. And this is, of course, why they make documentaries for political positions. Because I, I don't know the de- – I'm not an investigator. I'm, I'm not involved in, a, in, a, in the day-to-day investigations of and crime. based on the stuff they show you, they can lead they, you they down lead the you trail. Down, like, you watch these documentaries. You're like, oh, my gosh. How come they won't let this guy out of prison? Right. And then they you, – you, like, Google it. And the person's like, actually, we have film of him doing it. Like, <laughs> Wait, yeah, they didn't include wait. that? Why? Why would you? Wait, that why seems would you, like an important element that should have been in the documentary. You should have told huh. us they had film of him doing it, like right at the beginning of the documentary. I think like, they don't do that. Triple eight seven two seven back. More coming up in one minute. American Financing NMLS one eight two three three four www.nmlsconsumeraccess.org. dot org dot org. How hard is it to plan for the future? Well, it's pretty hard. Uh, if you not only have to learn how to live within your means, and that can be, of course, difficult, uh, but you also have to think about what steps to take in the future to make yourself solid financially. It's not always the most obvious thing in the world. If you're a fiscally responsible homeowner, I want to give you the mortgage consultants over at American Financing to talk to, because if you give them a call today, they're going to make the job of figuring out where you can save money month after month, so much easier. You could be saving hundreds of dollars a month, around $700 on average. What does that mean? Especially if you're you're going to buy Christmas presents, you probably realize how expensive they are right now. We've had a couple of years of Biden inflation going on, and it makes it really uncomfortable. Why not save 700 bucks a month? For over two decades, American Financing has been helping people just like you find ways to make their finances work for them. Do yourself a favor. Give them a call today, 800-906-2440 or AmericanFinancing.net, 800-906-2440, or go to AmericanFinancing.net. 10 seconds, station ID. This is how far down the documentary rabbit hole I have dug. I watched a documentary just last night on Bob Ross, the PBS painter. <laughs> Did you really? I've heard about this one. Is it good? I mean, it's okay. Yeah. You know. The worst thing. It's okay. The, I, the worst feeling in the world is getting 45 minutes into a documentary and realizing it's not good. Right. Because yeah, there's I hate so that. many good ones right now. And I just wasted my time on a not so good one right yeah i only got a b plus this is unacceptable (laughs) because there are so many not even to take into account the war documentaries oh world war ii stuff i or two stuff it doesn't matter what part of your world war ii i'm watching it and there is a lot of trash when it comes to world war ii documentaries because there's a lot of people who are just like hey anyone the people will watch anything about world war ii uh, Adolf Hitler was a bad guy, and here he is walking and giving a speech, and and like they're really generic and not well done. There are right. a lot of those with World War II, but you got the war documentaries, you got the sports documentaries. Uh, I can't tell you how many documentaries right. I've watched. I watched one the other day on a fourth down play for the Arizona Cardinals versus I think it was maybe the Ravens. I can't even remember, and it was a it was like a 2004 game. Where the Arizona Cardinals... And they did a documentary on it? It was like one of the... It was a web-length documentary. I mean, it was like oh, okay. maybe 15, 20 minutes. Right. And I sat there mm-hmm. just watching it. And at the end of it, I was like, <laughs> that was really great. Why did I watch it? Why do I care? Because it's like set the... Th- yeah, it was one of those things where it, I think they lost the first overall pick because of it, which meant they missed out on Peyton Manning, which missed... Okay. It, like, it like had this like yeah. long series of Domino events. effect. And I just think it's fascinating to watch that stuff. The sports stuff is fantastic now. And they can make documentaries on one play. Yeah. And it's great. 
It's incredible. I I actually learned something that I had never heard uh, all through school or in my studies as an adult uh, about World War II. And that's that the French, when we first landed in in North Africa Mm -hmm. and we were fighting, we're about to fight the Nazis. We hadn't had any battles except in the Pacific. And we were uh, sailing into uh, Algeria, which is a French territory. And the Vichy French... So the ones who were really kind of on the side of the Germans were in charge of it. And the French attacked us mm. and started fighting. Did you know that? I don't think I, I did. I had no idea. Now, we kicked their ass because of it. Oh, they're French. Uh, because, But then they finally switched sides and, and joined us against the Nazis. But I had no idea that the, that the French attacked American soldiers and ships in World War II. Never heard that. So you can learn really cool things um, from these documentaries. I highly recommend them. They're yeah. actually pretty darn good. It is a great genre, and you you do get to learn a lot from them. You have to be careful, though. There is a lot of propaganda in these documentaries. Oh, yeah. And you have to... But like that's what's interesting, because if you watch a political documentary, you know, this is the world we live in, right? Like, if political or history, a lot of times, you can just sense it. And if you're listening to 10, 15 hours of talk radio every week, you're going to be able to sense where the bias is. You don't know... A lot of people don't get that. And I, I recognize mm-hmm. it in myself... When I watch a true crime documentary or something where like, I'm like, you know, gosh, that seems incredible. And then you really do look into the case and you're like, wait a minute, they didn't even give you the other side of the story on this. There's a lot more to this story. This is what the media is doing to every, every one of your neighbors about politics. Right. They don't have the understanding you have. And they're sitting Mm -hmm. there getting washed over with propaganda like, hey, if you just affirm a gender, you'll cut off your body parts and that's totally normal, and we should do it with kids. That's mm-hmm. what they're hearing all the time. Yeah, yeah. You know, and like they don't—they don't. They don't <clears throat> not everybody's good at detecting bias, especially if they're spending their time, you know, watching reality TV all day, and then they roll into the voting booth to vote, and then they cancel your vote out after you listen to hundreds of hours of talk radio and read thousands of books and and newspapers and and websites and you've done all this research and then your vote counts as much as that idiot down the street it kind of sucks it kind of (laughs) does this is why i always say don't rock the vote don't no rock the vote is wrong learn then vote the order is important you really need to do it in that order you can't vote then learn but that's why democrats do that Mm -hmm. that's why they try to rock the vote because they know that they're dealing with people who have no idea what's going on in the world and and mtv can tell them what's going on in the world yeah and then they go and vote accordingly right that's why the voting age should be 35 if you can't be president you can't vote for president right there you go (laughs) 35 years old i like it and you can vote all right more of the Glenn Beck Program with Pat and Stu coming up. The Glenn Beck Program. Hold on one second. <laughs> Pat's just giving me documentary pitches here. There's too many. No, there is. There is too many. Too many. Uh, look, when your check engine light comes on, do you have to immediately panic? Yes. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. Unless, of course, you have a way to deal with it. CarShield offers protection plans for around 100 bucks a month. All you got to do is choose the mechanic to do the work and car shield administrators handle the rest. It's really easy and you'll save a ton of hassle. You can also count on car shield to help take care of you when your car breaks down and you're stuck on the side of the road. Every protection plan includes coast to coast roadside assistance. I've watched too many true crime documentaries. You better get that car. Don't stay on the side of the road. Whatever you do. Rental car options they've got as well. Trip reimbursement at no extra cost. 
You can lock in your price today, and it will never, ever go up, no matter what inflation does. CarShield has uh, had our backs when our cars have broken down. They can have yours, too. Get coverage. You need it. Go to carshield.com slash Beck or call 800-391-8888. You'll save 10% off your plan right now. carshield.com slash Beck or 800-391-8888. You'll save 10% off at CarShield. It's carshield.com slash Beck or 800-391-8888. Glenn Beck, Stuper Gear, Stephen Crowder, Dave Rubin, and me, Pat Gray. Listen to all your favorite conservative voices at blazetv.com. Promo code Glenn. Pat and Stu for Glenn on the Glenn Beck Program. You can check out my show, Pat Gray Unleashed, every weekday, 7 to 9 or 6 to 8 Central. Anytime you want on podcast. Same for same for Stu's show, which, well, it's on at 8 o'clock Eastern. Uh, and you can check that out anytime you like uh, on in podcast form. Yep. So do that. Blaze TV as well. Um, Subscribe, I'll- rate, five stars. Also, tomorrow's our big power hour. You got to join us for that on YouTube, youtube.com slash Studios America. Go there now, subscribe, uh, follow the show. And on uh, tomorrow night, I think it airs at 9 p.m. Eastern. It's is... really a show that celebrates alcoholism, if <laughs> yeah. I'm not mistaken. Right? <laughs> yes, it's yeah. pretty much the yeah, point. That's great. So you go in there, you do the old college <laughs> drinking game of one shot of beer per minute for an hour <laughs> and attempt to talk coherent politics throughout. Yeah. Uh, lots okay. of ridiculous nonsense occurs. Fun. It's a lot of fun. I mean, it's a good way to kick off the holiday season. Uh, it's, it's our <laughs> Christmas party power hour, stewdoespowerhour.com. Get the details there or go to uh, youtube.com slash stewdoesamerica. Not a good way to kick off the holiday season or any day at all is uh, by watching a press conference from uh, KJP. Uh, man, is she bad. I will say. She is so bad. I will bad. say this. I disagree with you on this. I You love it? I love Corinne Jean-Pierre. I want her to stay around yeah. forever. For, for the show purposes. Yes. She's great. I love her. For sanity and reason and the country, not so great. Oh, yeah. Oh, God. I, I mean, have you ever seen a worse press secretary than than she is? I, I, I can't conceive of it. I can't even watch the clips because I keep just... <laughs> focusing on the fact that she's just continually reading i, so I don't bad. understand it why have a press secretary i if know all she's going to do is open up a book and look straight down at the book yep. and read her answer word for word every single time i keep saying that we should just save money and just hire siri because with siri you could just put oh, the text in right. and the text will just so just have whatever aid is writing her material and put it down and when they say abortion just scroll to the abortion thing and have some intern up there press play on siri and you're going to get the exact same performance except she'll be able to siri will probably pronounce the words right <laughs> it's incredible yeah, like the other day in fact she was pronouncing a nobel like a nobel peace prize noble over and over, over and, and over, over and over. How do you not know what a Nobel Peace Prize is? Really? Have you not been exposed to the word Nobel in your entire life? You're here at the White House. You've risen to one of the most prominent positions in our culture. Yeah. In our politics. And you can't. You are the person that. whose literal job it is to communicate important things from the White House to the people. Mm-hmm. It's not. Her, by the way, and, and that is actual the job. The, actually, the job. The job is not. To defend Joe Biden at any cost, no matter how much you have to lie. I know she thinks that's what, that's what the job is. That's also what Jen Psaki thought the job was. Sure. But at least Jen Psaki could look at you when she was speaking. Yes. It's incredible. It is. I, it, there, I, this may be one of the worst hires in the history of the Republic. I think it is. It really is. I think it is. And I love 
every second of it. <laughs> She's so bad at this. It's so entertaining. I can't, I can't get enough of it. Here's a couple of examples uh, from yesterday. Cut seven. Check this out from KJP. What we think happened here is uh, reading. Republicans in Congress have decided that they rather reading, uh, reading. rather fight against the health and well-being of our troops reading. than protecting them. And we believe that it is a mistake. Reading. What we saw, uh, what we saw happen on the NDAA as it relates to the vaccine mandate. Reading. Read the whole time. That entire thing was wow. read word for word. Wow. Why couldn't she just say that? I don't know. Look, we, we, we she's not capable. Vac- why, Seriously. Why, she's why not. can't she do it? Look. The vaccine mandate is uh, something we don't th- we think needs to stay in place. We think it's important for our military. Mm-hmm. And while we have really no evidence at this point to back any of this up, we mm-hmm. still think it's the right thing to do. Th- at least it would be at least it would be how humans talk to each other. Right. No. Right. Give her a prompter if she's going to read everything. But it got worse. And listen to this. That there was record turnout in the primary. There was record turnout in the general. Record turnout in the runoff. Here's the question. In flipping early to the voting, page. absentee ballots, and in-person voting. So, is the DOJ going to drop their lawsuit against the state? I can't speak to DOJ's actions and she what they're going to do. It. What I can say, and uh, mm-hmm. not not going to get into specifics of your question, but you guys, you all reported this that there was uh, suppression. Uh, that no, uh, that that we saw that uh, throughout uh, through that throughout the, the, the Georgia the, election. The, the, so the, that uh, is something what? that was been reported on. So I leave it to those reports. Uh, but look, <laughs> Even what? with that, the American people uh, came out. Uh, that is an incredibly stupid answer. Incredibly stupid answer. I should reverse myself and tell her, never never answer a question without reading. I'm now completely <laughs> flip-flopped on my previous comments because that was one she actually tried to say without reading it, and you heard right. how, it, how it came out. So stop well, doing that. Go back to the reading. Uh, you've all reported, and I'm going to stick to the report. Wait, What? what? Uh, this is incoherent, okay. Pat. It is. Look, it made no sense at the time. The law didn't do any of the things they said it did. Mm-hmm. It didn't oppress voters. It didn't suppress voters. It didn't do nope. any of those things. They were always lies. Usu- what used to happen, I feel like, though, is they would lie at the beginning and then say, wow, well, I guess that didn't happen. And we would just all move on. Mm-hmm. Instead, they're trying to say it still c- occurred. That's the amazing thing. Uh, record and they do turnout. That virtually on everything. On everything. How is this possible? We all know they had record turnout in this state. The New York Times ran a big piece to try to justify this a couple days ago. And they said, well, did you know that mail-in voting was down 81%? Well, it was a freaking pandemic in 2020. You're comparing it to 2020? Yeah. Well, of course, mail-in vote. People wanted to vote at home back in the pandemic days. Mm. When the pandemic was raging, people were like, you know what? Why risk it? Why go out? And look, you know, we can all make fun of that. But like there was a time where people were really uncertain. A lot of people Mm -hmm. are older and vulnerable to this. Like there was a time where people really had some serious fears about going out and and getting in a small room or a booth that someone had just been breathing or coughing in. And like while that probably was overblown for most people, at least, unless you were extremely vulnerable, I can understand why people were like, well, I've got the choice. I'll vote from home by mail. Fine. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And then now that they still have that option. They decided not to do it because that's how they've always voted. They've always voted in person. Right. Until recently. So they get more votes, set records, but people are coming to the polls and then they say that's suppression. How can that be? More people voted. And then they tell us things like, don't confuse suppression with access. Uh, Wait. Uh, If people are voting, that must mean they have access. Mm. (laughs) It's 
But every day, they just keep piling it on. It is, it's, they, as you would say, Pat, but stupid. It is. Yeah, it absolutely it is. But is. stupid. And, and it's ridiculous because uh, Georgia increased the days and the times you could vote. Texas increased the days and the times you could vote. Early voting was extended. Mm-hmm. And the one thing that they cling, clung to was the fact that I think on Sundays yeah. during early voting, the closing time at the poll went from 7 o'clock to 5 o'clock. And so we suppressed the vote. I thought it was I thought it was like two o'clock or something because they were complaining they couldn't get there after church. That was the big complaint because you know <laughs> liberals love church so much. Oh man, they just love it, and they can't. They're, they're there almost. They can't constantly. leave early. I'll tell you that. No, no way. They no, will no. not leave church early <laughs> or ever go. Um, but it, it, that was the big complaint that I guess some uh, inner city black churches would not be able to get there get at the vote out effort fully because on Ugh. Sunday because they couldn't vote any of the other days. Right. Only on Sunday. Only on Sunday. Because I guess what they would do. And this was, I don't know, somewhat revealing, is they would have people come into church and then they would basically preach on getting out to vote, in parentheses, for Democrats, and uh-huh. they would take them by bus and everyone would take a caravan over to vote after church. Mm-hmm. Now, look, I have you ever in your entire life voted on a Sunday, Pat? No. Not once. Not once in my entire life have I voted on a Sunday. If you really can't make it there on election day, it is a reasonable thing to be able to request an absentee ballot and vote that way. I know. I've done it many times. We worked in New York City. Mm -hmm. I worked. uh, had an hour and a half commute. I could not get back. Plus, a lot of times on election day, we were out of town. That's what I mean. Somewhere else. I lived in Pennsylvania. I had an hour and a half commute to get to to work in New York when we worked in the city and Fox News and all that stuff was going on. Mm -hmm. We covered elections. Mm-hmm. So there wasn't like I did the radio show and came home. We sat there until two o'clock in the morning talking and blabbing about whatever election was going on. I had no ability to vote in person that day. I didn't have an opening. So I would vote absentee. That's a reasonable compromise for people. Another reasonable yeah. compromise. You're in the military. You happen to be in Afghanistan because Joe Biden left you there. You want to vote. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Right? Like, yeah. you sh- of course we should have absentee voting for people like that. Like, yes. It makes sense. And we've always had that. And now all of a sudden they're like, well, what if we just send out ballots to every house in America? Mm-hmm. And just, you know, people, and this is what they want because they want people who they have do. not put one ounce of thought into any of these issues deciding the elections. That's what they want. It, which is also why they're trying to lower the voting age to 16. Because they want people who are stupid. 16-year-olds yes. are just <laughs> dumb. For the most part. Yes. It's not, most of not a universal law. No. But the, uh, the most a pretty clo- solid one. The most closely associated uh, attribute to youth is stupidity. <laughs> yes. And, and, like, and look, we all know it. That's not even bashing young people. I was a young person once and I was the smartest person in the world at that time. Of course, that's what I, probably what I believed. But mm-hmm. like, just think about it. When you're born, you don't even know how to feed yourself. And slowly, <laughs> you're able to solve that problem with knowledge. And by the time you get to 16 years old, you haven't solved the I know how life works thing yet in most cases. <laughs> right. Right. It takes right. time. It takes time to do that. Yeah. And of course, the left wants and, to do that because they know they'd get every vote of 16 and 17 year, old, year olds. And what's great is that they're acting as if some of the accommodations we made for 2020 because of the pandemic and it was completely out of control at that time and nobody wanted to be around other people. So they allowed you to just drive by and drop off your ballot at a at a drop box. Well, now for some reason we have to keep that forever. I mean, if you ever try to remove the drop boxes, then you're suppressing the vote. I mean, some of these things 
don't need to happen anymore. They were a one-time occurrence for that specific purpose. So you didn't have to be around people in a line on election day. You could just drop off your ballot at the drop box. And this is why it's such an There's advantage. no need for that now. No, of course not. It's ridiculous. And if every drop box, they want to be they want 24-hour voting. Why on earth? Why on earth? Why? 24 24 hour, and importantly, a 24 hour unattended voting box. This is what they want. Why on earth would you need that? You could have, I'm saying what legitimate reason. We can can all come up with illegitimate reasons why they would want that. But legitimately, look, a person, let's say a person works overnights. uh, He sleeps all day. Mm -hmm. Come up with whatever scenario you want. There's no reason we couldn't staff it. Right. Even in the idea of 24 hour voting, you could staff and they're like, well, that would intimidate people if there's someone there watching. <laughs> Come on, you don't believe that. People. It's ridiculous. And they know <laughs> this is all nonsense. They and this do. is why it's great to be on the left. Because the media will take <clears throat> obvious, obvious arguments and tell the opposite side of them. Like, for example, you, you brought this up. 2020, we've got the pandemic. Mm-hmm. We make a bunch of changes. Make those changes right or wrong. Agree with them, disagree with them. There's a sensible reason why we were talking about those things at that time. It made sense. We didn't know. There mm-hmm. could have been a much worse variant that happened. You want to have a chance for people. Think of elderly people in Florida who wanted to go out and vote and might not have been able to. They took precautions so they could have other ways to vote. Okay, fine. Let's Don't even debate whether that's right or wrong. All we could say is we massively increased access in 2020 for this period period right, right. okay mm-hmm. so when 2022 happens and people make changes to laws there is absolutely no argument to compare voting access from 2020 to 2022 the only mm-hmm. sensible argument would be to compare it to 2018 that way you're saying okay we're taking out this one-time thing once in a hundred year pandemic and we're going to look at this what were the laws in 2018? What are the laws in 2022? And in all of these circumstances, the laws were loosened, made it easier to vote in 2022 as it compared to 2018. Right. They just got rid of some of the real outlier craziness from the pandemic era and only a little bit of it. I and know. Are, and, and they the just media, cut back on the drop boxes. And they went, the media went lockstep and said, the only way to look at this is to compare it to 2020. It's the only way. <laughs> if, you, if, if they took any availability for you to vote away from the 2020 pandemic they are suppressing the black vote and they argued it they never deviated from it and they're still arguing it today that's why it's so much easier to be on the left we should all just switch <laughs> doesn't make any sense this is, why do we Consider why did we adopt this hard life right it's so right. much easier to go the other way it's a good point too triple eight seven two seven beck when you say something is your specialty what exactly do you mean by that I mean, we're on the radio, we're blabbing all the time. Is that our specialty? I guess I, you know, you can argue. I mean, Glenn's, I guess, good at it when he has a voice. I mean, he's in the Radio Hall of Fame, so I guess we have to give him some credit. But I think that was, I think there's something, you know, we want to talk about stolen elections. There's one. That's what I can get on board with fully. That was definitely, somehow Glenn broke into the ballot boxes and got himself into the Radio Hall of Fame. But if you're talking about real estate agents, you want someone who is a special, who really has a specialty in real estate. A lot of people don't. They were and they work kind of real estate on the side, or they kind of know what they're doing, or they just started, or hey, it's my my your friend's son just started, and you can really help him out if you if you have him as your agent. Look, I I understand you. You're a nice person, and you want to do nice things for other people, but you better get the best agent in your town. This is a tough market. You better make sure you're doing the best that you can on the buying or selling side. It's realestateagentsitrust.com. Go there. 
Get a screened agent, one of the best performance in your area. The name says it all, realestateagentsitrust.com. Check it out today, realestateagentsitrust.com. Glenn Beck. Join the conversation, 888-727-BECK. It's Pat and Stu for Glenn on the Glenn Beck program. Hopefully he'll be back tomorrow. Depending on his voice, I guess. For some reason, he's got a little bit of laryngitis. Um, now, this is interesting. We didn't get to this earlier, but uh, this is fantastic from Southwest Airlines. Your bags fly free, of course. But uh, free speech can't fly at all with, with uh, Southwest. And that's why they fired one of their... Flight attendants. It was her lifetime dream to be a flight attendant. She became one, but then she posted something on Facebook uh, about being pro-life. She'd like babies to be born. And, of course, Southwest Airlines can't abide that. No. So they fired her. Good. Yeah. Finally. Right? Finally. How dare you do something that has nothing to do with Southwest Airlines in your spare time on online? How dare you? Especially something as egregious, though, as as saying the baby should live. live. Yeah, uh, you know, wow. How many do we need? We've had a lot of them. We've got we've, over the we years. have too many. I'll too tell many you that of, right now. You know, population control. <laughs> we, the population bomb is coming, Pat. And uh-huh. uh, as far as I understand, uh-huh. I think the right amount of people in the in the world is twelve. Is it? And we're about we're, co- we're considerably we're above over that. Now. that. Yeah, mm-hmm. there's over a hundred people now. Really? Yeah, over one hundred people. I don't know about that. I have to check that, but okay, I think we'll it, look it's into high. that. The Glenn Back Program.